Connected LG Coach Podcast post Christmas edition. Edition. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Right, Sarah? I do. I thought you said edition both times. Am I are we both? I, I don't who knows. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Guys, this is a free episode for the end of the year, and then we'll do another free episode next Saturday. Um Sarah, mm-hmm. how was your Christmas? Uh you know, it wasn't even, it was fine, but like mm-hmm. also was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single person I've talked to has agreed with me that this just doesn't feel like the holiday season at all. Yeah. Yeah. The weather doesn't help. It and, oh, it's, it's I everything, mean, I, right? It's everything. It's everything. But I'm kind of glad it's over. That day's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's behind us. Yes. Well, what did you, what did you say? Merry what? Merry crisis. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to do a quick uh, and just like that recap for episode four, which I think was the best so far and felt very similar to Sex in the City. Okay, that's interesting because I did watch it, but I mm-hmm. can't tell you one thing that happened. Really? What the hell happened in that episode? It struck my memory because I got nothing. Well, they introduced the new character, Seema. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dinner party. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, Thank well, you. Seema is the real estate agent. Yes. So um, Carrie decides that she's going to sell her apartment. Mm-hmm. Sensibly. Sensibly. That makes sense. <laughs> and she is going to uh, use a real estate agent, and her name is Seema Patel. And this is... And I don't think it's a coincidence that they named her Seema, which is very similar to Samantha. Yeah. Because she's bringing the energy that Samantha brought minus like the the hypersexuality, which, Mm -hmm. yeah, people don't understand that Samantha was hypersexual and that that's not like that's not typically a sign of of good things. Right. Right. Uh, We we never got any backstory on her, did we? None. Yeah. None. Uh, and Seema, she's very smart, very savvy, obviously does, you know, wealthy, really has it together and she's single. And mm-hmm. so they're probably going to start pairing her off with Carrie. Yeah. I would think. And yeah, probably. So she and Carrie are out at a bar and Seema is telling her about her time on the dating apps and Carrie, because she's an insensitive twat, she says to Seema, well, because Seema's in her 50s, she's like, well, I just think it's really great that you're still putting yourself out there. Right. And, you know, you see that little f- twinge on Seema's face like, ow, bitch. And, you know, that she moves She moves on. Now, in a lot of ways, Seema is like Samantha, but where she's really like Samantha is she called Carrie on that. Yeah. Like, she calls Carrie out when... Um, at the end of the episode, Carrie goes to Carrie is goes back to the apartment after a bunch of showings, and she finds out that Seema accidentally broke a frame with uh, a picture of her and Big, and mm-hmm. you know Carrie's very upset and and she's like, I just you know you're she's saying to Seema, you just seem like you you don't you don't seem very bothered by it, like you don't seem to understand like how you're, you're acting kind of insensitive, and Seema's like, you know you're, you're right, but I, she I wasn't. I, she said which, she was sorry. Right, multiple times, yeah. and she's like, it, "It's kind of like, it's kind of like you the other day at the bar," and I was like, yeah. "Ooh," leans forward, <laughs> and she and she calls Carrie out, and I think that's good. I think we need that. We need 
We just need that. And I think the reason why this episode worked for me was that they split up the four main characters and paired them off with the new characters. Well, each person got a POC sidekick this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some more deliberately than others. Charlotte was really working for it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Charlotte, she does that thing that so many white people do when she walked into the into the birthday party. And she and Harry are the only white couple. And she's being introduced to people and she mistakes a black woman for another black woman. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like as soon as you as soon as she did it, I was like, oh, like I felt it. I just felt like, oh, fuck, girl, don't never say stuff like that. Just hi. Nice to meet you. We'll keep it moving. But I'm sure like every white person has done that at one time or another. Mm, I don't Not know. You. Well, so, I, I don't. I mean, not that I, I can recall, but I think it's a very common microaggression I that white people aren't aware of. Well, we are now. <laughs> we are now, right? Because a lot I, and of times, I'm saying because of and just like that, we are. I think it it worked in the episode because we're aware of it now. It was, yeah. It was a. It was very subtle and it was very authentic. I thought. Versus, well, I I think it wasn't subtle at all but it was really <laughs> i mean no no that's man that's like that's a rookie move right there i mean in, <clears throat> in terms of the, sh- the writing on the show uh okay you know i, I mean, feel uh, mm-hmm. yeah it I, it was fine <laughs> it certainly <laughs> wasn't the worst thing the writers did to us yeah <laughs> yeah so um, I still hate Brady and his fucking girlfriend. His fucking, I think I hate his girlfriend more than I hate Brady. Yeah, I I don't <coughs> understand why they won't give him any personality at all. Well, they need to get. He needs to get rid of the girlfriend. The girlfriend's just awful. Um, yeah, yeah. The girlfriend's awful. Uh, and it, like I couldn't imagine talking to somebody's parents like. Oh, what kind of, well, actually I was okay with her calling that out with Miranda when she was like, what other, what, what other alternative types, alternative to what? Yeah. I, I was kind of okay with it, but I was also like, oh, I don't know. Is that, is that appropriate? Should you be doing that in her home? Um, she wouldn't be doing that in my home. <laughs> she wouldn't be doing it in my fucking house. She would have been punted out of the well, house. Just like, I don't know. But also I, I mean, I feel like Brady wouldn't be doing that in my home either. You know, yeah. I feel like it's not realistic at all. I don't know any parents who are parenting this way. I mean, maybe because Steve and Miranda are simply not parenting. I just I feel like it's it's one thing to be sex positive with your children. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That mm-hmm. you know, great. Glad we're moving away from the shame or trying mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just rude. To have yeah. sex within earshot of other people, especially it, it, all the time. Yes. And then to eat their food and correct them in their own home. Like, it, it's just rude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if this, <clears throat> like, if you have roommates and they're right. having sex all the time, it's like, guys, it's, can you just, like, either just be quiet rude. or wait till I leave? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and that's not me, being, me so I can leave. Right. That's not me being a prude. That's just me feeling very uncomfortable being that close to a right. to like a very private, intimate moment. It's I mean, I think it's just rude. Yeah. 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 I wish they would give him something else to do. I do think his girlfriend should break up with him. Please. So that he can have something to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, am I to believe that life is that easy for a redheaded dude of 17? I don't think it is. What, I think, think my I think my gender gentlemen are still struggling out there. My the <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, he they they they're just they're not really writing him at all. No. In any case, Steve, I don't even think was in that episode. Uh, I think he was on the couch looking bewildered. Of course. And yeah. Going, what? Huh? <laughs> I don't even think he said that. I mean, I don't remember, but um, uh, let's talk about Harry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I loved Becoming was Harry's like only line. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I loved her book. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't his only line because he, there was the, the part where they were in bed and she's, yeah, no, you I know, know, Charlotte's realizing she has, she has no black friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I like Harry so much that I wish they would give him more to do. But I the know. men really have always been so secondary, but I really like Harry. Um, what about uh, the conversation Miranda had with her with Naya, the law professor? Oh, about um, being a mother. Yeah, and how it kind of sucks unless yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we don't hear that very often because, like, yeah, that, I'm, I'm going to call that good writing. For yeah, sure. yeah, I felt that that was a really, really authentic conversation, and it's one we just we don't have. Women no. are sold this false narrative that oh, it's just so worth it in motherhood. No, I'm pretty sure you want to fucking you know like dump them on the side of the road <laughs> half the time, some of the time, yeah, for sure. You know, especially yeah. because I mean, women they give up everything. Yep. Because men are fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, so is it worth it? I don't know. Is it worth it that I gave up my career? Is it worth it that, you know, um I mean Brady doesn't seem worth it right now. <laughs> no. Well, she, and she says that. She's like, there are some days and then I see his dirty underwear on the kitchen floor and I hate him. Yeah. Which is which is accurate. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm interested to see how they, I, I really, I'm, I'm interested to see, we don't see a lot of um, friendships between black women and white women on TV. Um, is, that, is that, is that true? Without adults, black women and white women. I don't What's think, that? I don't think we see it with regularity. Hmm. Um, okay. And so I, I, I guess I, I haven't really thought about it in TV because like, it, I don't know. It just it seems like it happens in life. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. I don't know. I, I mean, I will say this regarding Charlotte's um, efforts here. <laughs> I totally get it on the one hand. Um, mm-hmm. Lisa's a great character. I want to be her friend too. But mm-hmm. like, man, you're, you're really forcing it. Like, if you're, I mean, suspending disbelief here again, like to talk about Charlotte as a as if she were a real person. Mm-hmm. There are people living real parallel lives to Charlotte in terms of like that Park Avenue insulated mm-hmm. life. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> waspy yeah. waspy uh somehow also Jewish life. Yeah. Um I, I mean 
yeah how do you like it's i don't know i think it's great that charlotte wants a more diverse friend group but also like do we can we get on board with the way she's trying to force it it just it's a little inauthentic and tokenizing <coughs> but is she trying to is she being tokenizing or does she just genuinely like lisa and want to be friends with her uh, or is it like i'm trying to branch out and and make black friends well i think in the case of charlotte it's both right because lisa's obviously awesome but charlotte did notice oh this is going to be the only black person at the party and then she went shopping for some more <laughs> shopping <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, she thought she could order one from Amazon or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think the reality of of that character is going to be like there probably just aren't a lot of people <laughs> around to shop from because uh, most of the extreme extreme wealth holders in the country are white. Mm -hmm. How about the um, the parallel of Lisa's mother in law being so like Bunny? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because the redemption arc of Charlotte also didn't work for me. You're like, you're going you're gonna to lecture the people who bought the art about how great the art is. I get that you're showing off for the mother-in-law, but, like, Lisa knows. She fucking knows. She knows all this. Right, but the mother didn't. It, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't think Charlotte was trying to show off. I thought that was Charlotte for finally sort of when she stopped trying and was just herself and, you know, and, and sort of, and, and because she had done the work and because she knew about these black artists, like, I think that, I think that they were trying to say something with that, with that's how you be an ally is, you know, you do the work, you do the emotional labor, you, you learn these things. But I guess it didn't, maybe it didn't work for me because maybe on some level, I feel like Lisa would have had that conversation with her mother already. Well, her mother-in-law just doesn't take Lisa seriously. Her just she, the mother-in-law thinks of Lisa was the way mother Bunny. Or is it her mom? I thought it was her mom. No, it's her mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Her mother-in-law. It's uh, the husband, and I love the husband, Chris Jackson. He was in the original original cast of Hamilton, and he's on Bull. <laughs> I love him, and I love that he stood up for his wife. Well, yeah, and said, "Well, you know, with all due respect, mother, uh, South Carolina real estate is it's not the same." You know, you're not Maybe the takeaway here is just don't invite your mom or your mother-in-law yeah, right? <laughs> to Please. a dinner party. <laughs> and finally, let's talk about Carrie smoking. Okay, sure. So that is, whenever Carrie starts smoking, that's always a sign that toxic Carrie, toxic habits, Carrie's t getting, you know, these toxic habits are, are resurfacing. Yeah. And so- They sure are. I couldn't believe she was smoking. I'm like, really? Because we don't see smokers on TV that much. No. No, that was shocking, too. That was real. It was anymore. really shocking to me. Also, I don't know. I feel like Carrie would have just started vaping. Yeah. Yeah. And then <clears throat> um, when the, when, you know, she couldn't make the coffee, like we're, we're seeing that Carrie is still very much the old Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't learned how to adult. She just walked into it, got into a situation where somebody was the adult yeah you know um and then stanford leaving that was so stupid <laughs> well I i'm sure they i'm sure if they hadn't just killed off big yeah. 
they <laughs> they couldn't kill they couldn't kill another character off. No, you no. know, it, it, obviously it wasn't expected. They didn't know what to do. I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Um, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. standing by it. Um, the so let me compare Stanford's send off with a send off I really liked, which is Mallory Archer. Did you ever watch Archer? No. So um, when Jessica Walter died, I think. I think it was this past summer. It was mid-season. Mm-hmm. And the so Archer was animated. So Jessica Walter was just voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. They could have done a similar thing here. Mm-hmm. What they did to send off Jessica Walter's character um, was they just cobbled together a bunch of audio clips and made new sentences for her. Mm-hmm. And did like a voiceover where she wrote a farewell letter. They could mm-hmm. have done something like that with Stanford, you know, with a with a voicemail or something. Mm-hmm. And that uh. would have made any amount of sense. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense that right after Big dies, Stanford decides to bail and say nothing to Carrie. I they mean, could have made an effort. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I hope that means, we're, I hope that doesn't mean we're not going to see Mario Cantone anymore because I really do like him. I think we'll see Mario. I, um, I think, yeah. Okay, he's, he's too strong a character. He's too strong a character for yeah. to let him go. Uh, all right, that's so that's our little recap. Now we're going to move on to uh, a topic that was very, very uh, popular on TikTok this week. Um, it really was that empaths are bullshit. Oh, I'm so glad the world is coming around on this. <laughs> yeah, there was this trend where the I people who say I hated empaths before it was cool. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll make sure you get the recognition, Sarah. So <clears throat> there was this trend going around where people were, the, you know, the there's this line of text that says, <clears throat> when you're introduced to the person that everybody's been raving about, and then, you know, the empath goes to meet them, and then the empath pulls back, and his, uh-huh. their face just goes dark, and they... Right. You know, well, before pretend- this, there was a trend going around with everyone on the internet telling me they were an empath. Yeah, and that that em- gives them superpowers. <laughs> yeah, let's empaths. It's just not a thing. Well, well, <laughs> it's well, not a thing. It's not. <clears throat> well, what? Mm, I mean, let's just let's just dig in here. <laughs> let's go ahead. Hit me. I mean, it seems like empath. Um, well, it may or may not be a thing. I will say that in my observation. People who describe themselves as empaths and who identify that way seem to share a set of toxic behaviors. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. But people confuse attunement mm-hmm. with empathy. Well, or, yeah, or just like awareness. <laughs> yes. And, just, and, and well, the, yeah. the, the, miscon- the common misconception of people that identify as empaths is they think that they can sense right. or, an in, or anticipate in some way a shift. Right. And what they don't realize is now a, a lot of people who identify as empaths also have a history of trauma. I mean, didn't this start out like a decade ago as simply meaning, oh, if you're an empath, you... um. I mean, for lack of better terminology here, you just kind of take things harder than most people. Like, I I first encountered this word and its definition in the context of someone writing that 
being an empath meant that they could, you know, deal with bad news all day long at their job and then, like, not disconnect from it. Like, it left them feeling bad. No, I mean, I've always understood empath to mean uh, people feel that they can read people. Well, that's that's <clears throat> what it has evolved into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like when I first encountered this notion, it it seemed more like a person who couldn't compartmentalize. Yes, <clears throat> that, I, specifically. <clears throat> Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know okay. where it originated. All right, but what people who identify as empaths don't understand is because so many have a history of trauma. Um, that leads to a swollen amygdala. Mm-hmm. And that swollen amygdala makes them hyper-aware and hypersensitive and hyper-vigilant. Yeah, I mean, isn't this um, what makes people um, like try to match energies in the first place? Like if you're, like if you had a traumatic childhood, like for example, like let's say you had a parent who was unpredictable and sometimes violent, like wouldn't that be like, oh, you're trying to predict how they'll respond to something so that you can tailor your actions, that kind of thing? I don't know. I'm not really sure I'm okay. following you. All right. Um, what, pe- what they don't understand is that hypersensitivity and hyperawareness. See, they think they're sensing something or anticipating something before it happens or before, right. you know, they think, well, we just read people so well. that Yeah, like, superpowers. Almost like we, they're telepathic. It has evolved into that. Yeah, it has evolved into that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not because no. of that enlarged amygdala. It's not that you're sensing so much as you're seeing it because your brain is recognizing it because you're hyper aware. And so, the the problem comes in where when you have that enlarged amygdala, that also can contribute to. Uh, issues with emotional processing. Uh huh. <clears throat> so <laughs> when you yeah. sense, like, if you, most quote unquote empaths, you'll never hear them say, that person seems very uneasy. They're nervous about something. No. You're more likely to hear them say, they're sketchy. Yeah. Right? Well, that because person's a narcissist. Th- yeah, th- yeah. And that's because the person identifying as an empath, they're not attuned. Attuned means you can identify a feeling and an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so because there's that issue with emotional processing, people who identify as empaths tend to completely misread situations and people. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're, it's not a superpower. It's no. that they're just hypervigilant and hyper aware. And that's how they're, they're, that's how they're seeing these changes. Like they're, you know, your brain is so aware that you can you can see these shifts. You can hear them. I think I, t- I told the story on TikTok. My sister, unfortunately, the one who uh, that we found out last week has uh, stage four liver cancer. She was supposed to get engaged on Christmas Eve about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend, I was staying with her at the time because I came home from New York. And we had just come in and she was she pressed the button on her answering machine and there was a voicemail from her boyfriend saying, you know, hello. And he used her name. Um, I have something for you. I'm going to see you tonight. And I just knew and immediately I'm like, he's not going to show up. Jesus. And I went, I went home. I told my father and my sister, I said, he's not going to show up. And my sister 
my oldest sister was like, why are you so negative? It's not, yeah. it's not that I'm negative. I just heard something in his voice. Like it's like a micro expression, a micro shift. People who, and he did not in fact show up. Uh, he completely ghosted mm. my sister. Yeah, what it's a, terrible. Oh my God. What a terrible person. <laughs> what an yeah. asshole. What an asshole. But not show up, but then also leave a taunting voicemail. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, I, I honestly, I can't think about it because it just makes me realize like my sister. All the worst to that guy. Fuck All that guy. To that, fuck that guy. Um, but you can, you can. You, your hyper aware brain can pick up on those things right that's what it is and they don't understand why they're able to to pick up on this stuff they don't understand that it is we're, we're all capable of it <laughs> they don't understand that that mm. it's just because it's not like it's not like a superpower it's that you've got you've got a brain you, you're hyper aware and your brain can notice these things yeah and they're just unable to where they where they make a mistake is they can't identify those feelings correctly. I mean, I think, um, well, let me, let me get your take on this. In the case of that guy that left the voicemail, was there anything about that relationship in general that like might have led you to suspect he wasn't no. going to show up? No, oh, really? He was, the only, he, he was no? the only boy. He was the only boyfriend of hers. I liked. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I told you the my oldest sister one night tucked me in, put me to bed, and I said, "Is Mama gonna die?" Mm. She was like, "Why would you say that? Of course not." And my mother died the next morning. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I was picking up on the shift, the change in the mood. Yeah, and it was just because of my brain. Like I, right. I could, although I, weirdly, I was able to figure out exactly what was going on. I, but I think. That was just l not luck, but you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't. Empaths are not a thing. Like you can be empathetic, <laughs> but they they think it's like that they, that there's some sort of super superpower that you can that yeah. they can read minds, that they can read a room, and they very well might be able to, but they're not, but they can't. But it stops there. Like they might know that things are off, but they yeah. they don't know why. Right. Most often, most right. uh, most times. So yeah, empaths are kind of bullshit. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I don't want to hang out with them, <laughs> right? It's just like, oh my god! It's oh, and you read the comments, and you're just like, oh, and you know, you're the one that always tells knows when something's when a person's a bad person, and then you get pushed out of the friend group. No, you get pushed out of the friend group because you're fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I mean. Well, we've talked before about how people just don't want to hear it from their friends sometimes. Like, yeah. they want to just make a mistake. Right. <laughs> they might know it's a mistake on mm -hmm. on every level, right? But mm -hmm. they still need their friend's support. Right. Right. What they don't need is their friend telling them it's a mistake. Right. Yeah. So, um, empaths are bullshit. Uh, empaths are bullshit. Thank you, next. Yeah. Thank are you, we next. thanking you next? All right. All right, Sarah, first question. Okay. I started talking to this guy on Match, and right away he starts talking about what he does and how much money he has, which is a red flag, I know. Uh, my thought on money is that if you have to talk about it, then 
A, you're compensating for a small dick, and B, <laughs> you probably don't have as much as you'd like us to believe. Mm-hmm. He also went on about how nice he is, how he knows how to treat women, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, we're off, to, we're, we're off to the races, folks. <laughs> it was Saturday night, and I worked a long shift. I was bored, so I'm like, I'm just going to see how this conversation goes. And after he gives me this spiel, I try to get to know him a little. And wouldn't you know it, he goes right into the sex talk. What's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? What are you willing to try? Have you ever had sex with a woman? So I try to set boundaries. Me. I'm not talking to you about this. I don't know you. Etc. Redirect. It works for a little bit, and then, bam, right back to the naughty talk. So by this time, it is not fun anymore because he's disregarding what I'm asking him to do, which is knock it off. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about sex with you, period. So I say that. He apologizes, and we chat for a little bit longer. By this time, I'm not feeling it anymore, and I'm tired. So I say, okay, I worked all day, and I'm tired. Good night. He shoots back. Can we get together tomorrow for lunch? I already had a date, and I told him that. Good night. Tired me. Falls asleep. So I get a message from him in the morning saying, good morning. Hope you had a great date. Then proceeds to say something dirty. Really? I'm awake, not in the mood for this, so I did what I should have done last night, which was unmatch him. So my question is, why? (laughs) If I'm telling you to stop talking dirty, why keep going down that path? Why does this work for other women? Should I have just unmatched him when he started talking sex? All I can think is I would never feel safe with him because he had no regard for what I was saying. Yes, and you are right. But the reason he did this is because, and I'll never forget, there was, I was, it was an essay. It was on like Exogen or something. I think mi- mi- written by Mandy Statmiller. Okay, and she was ugh, so you know it's good. And well, so classics. she's <laughs> classics. So she's talking about a guy that she's casually dating, and she asked him like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight? You know, do you want to get together?" And he said that he couldn't. He had plans, and so immediately she she knows that that probably means he has a date and she starts feeling really insecure hmm. and so she's like well classic how about if mandy. i come, how about yeah classic mandy how about if i come over and blow you before you go out what yeah it was i mean it was awful, classic mandy. awful. yes classic also classic mandy and that I think that's similar to what this guy is doing. It's like he's sensing that this woman isn't interested in him. And so mm-hmm. he keeps bringing up sex to see if she'll engage because he he needs to feel like she's into him. And that's how he's doing it. And that's how he's doing it. Yeah. Does that, I think that's, I think that's why. I think that's it. Did I nail it? Did I nail that one? I mean, so, all right. When men do that, do you think that's, a consequence of trauma no no okay. no no well, why do you ask if, you, if, if i think that's a consequence consequence of trauma well i mean like we were saying with samantha earlier um hypersexuality or using sexuality as a as a way to barter and get what you want mm-hmm. often is at least for women so mm-hmm. that just makes me wonder if it goes both ways you know, I don't have an, I, I don't, it, it might, I don't have an answer for that. Um, I don't know. See, I, I don't know. I never really bought the character of Samantha. I always felt that she just like uh, was a bottomless yeah. well of need in that she needed male validation all the time. Right. 
Um, and I think this could be something similar for men. Like men need that instant, they need to know, is this woman interested in me or not? And if she engages in the sex talk, then she's interested in me. I mean, I think it's also a way of him trying to cut the line, right? He's like, yeah, 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 go on your little date or whatever. And like, he's, meanwhile, he's trying to cut the line, right? He's trying to stay in the running, but also Mm -hmm. cut the line, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think when it comes to, just what it comes down to is he's trying to, he's trying to gauge whether or not she's interested in him because he's profoundly insecure and just needs that validation. Yeah. Yeah. And and as usual, like most men, has awful boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Next. next. Sarah, next question. A few months ago, I, 23-year-old female, met a guy, 30-year-old male, at a lounge while out with friends. The last time I saw said guy, he made an unsolicited and offensive comment about my body. After hooking up while I was still naked, he looked me up and down and said, we need to go to the gym and tone up. Given the context, it was clear he meant I needed to go to the gym and tone up. This wasn't the first time we were intimate either. Once I got home and started to stew on our interactions in the last six weeks leading up to this event, I told him I was no longer interested and deleted his contact. This was my first introduction to the dating scene after a long, a year-long hiatus, but not the first time that I have been nagged by a dude. I am 5'7 and wear a size 10 or 12 in women's jeans, which would probably be classified as midsize. So I am no supermodel, but I pride, I do put pride into my appearance, and I believe I'm a nice-looking woman. I found this comment highly hypocritical because this guy wasn't exactly ripped himself. That experience reminded me of multiple other instances when a less-than-perfect guy made a rude or condescending comment about my appearance, my personality, or my career. As a general observation, the majority of men I've met or dated between the ages of 25 to 30 have held me to standards that they can't even meet themselves. I have asked for input from my friends and family and have even used apps such as PhotoFeeler for feedback on a variety of things. Everything considered, I do not think that I am dating out of my league. I have always used recent full body photos for my old profiles, sorry, my OLD profiles, which is online dating, and that I met this guy in real life anyways. So I never know what to say in the moment to defend myself when I feel disrespected by a guy on a date. Do you have any suggestions as to what I could say in the future if I'm subject to another distasteful comment or statement? Thanks. Oh, oh do I? <laughs> I, have, I have several ideas what to say. Yeah, we have several ideas. Um, <clears throat> so first thing I'll say, 30 years old, 23 years old, there's part of the problem. Bingo. <laughs> because now a seven year age difference not that big of a deal if say you were 27 and he were 34 sure but 23 recently out of college yep. still fairly young yep. he's 30 yep. um that's a guy who needs to feel superior in the relationship right and that means he gets to pass off his condescending country uh-huh. um by saying like oh i'm, j- I'm just trying to help uh-huh right uh-huh <laughs> um uh, and That's when absurd. they it, it, <laughs> what'd you say just absurd just absurd and guys like that who date women that age it's because they can't date women on their own level uh-huh 
And if they do, they have to take her down a peg in order for to, to feel less threatened. Yeah, I mean, which is not to say that you are his level, because clearly you're superior. Mm-hmm. In every way. <laughs> clearly he was dating up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess to be clear, like, we have nothing against um, 23-year-old women, right? And And not even anything against women dating older men necessarily. It's mm-hmm. just in this particular instance... Given, given the ages you two are, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's the conclusion here that we have drawn. Yeah, and and I think because when I read it, I was like, if this is a pattern, why is this a pattern? Like this shouldn't be happening right. more than once or twice. But if it's happening frequently, I think it has to do with the age difference. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, I mean, I totally get why you don't want to date twenty three year old men. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, do you think the answer is to go older even? Uh you could uh no. No. Jesus no. I would say <laughs> maybe like 25, 26. Mm. You know, like late 20s is right. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. That's just an insecure guy who needs to de- date someone beneath him in order to feel comfortable or who who he perceives is beneath him. Right. So, yeah, uh, like the correct response, in in my opinion, is to just leave. No response. But if you feel compelled to say something, you just very plainly say, your opinion wasn't requested. If I want it, I'll ask. I like that. Sure. Like, just draw them. And and you need, again, like most men, like, because they're like fucking puppies, you need to call that out immediately. Yeah. The first time, the first time you feel they're offering an unsolicited opinion, just say it. I'm not a big fan of unsolicited opinions if I want, if I want it, I'll ask. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big fan of is even like pretty gentle. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say, depending on your read on this guy and how you think he would respond maybe consider reading him to filth <laughs> or always an option <laughs> the reason why i don't like that is because now you know now you're letting him know he got under your skin and you don't want to do that um i i think they're uh, well i mean i i guess but also i just i i think it is helpful for men to hear these things okay <laughs> honestly like this dude obviously feels like he deserves a 22 year old like victoria's secret model or something and right. uh he doesn't that's not his yeah. league i think it could be helpful to remind men of their leagues by simply pointing out to them like you know i see your gene size my dude yeah, right. Uh, I see your hairline receding. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you lied about your height. I mean, just whatever you got, you know, yeah. whatever you got. I, I'm a fan of um, let's help him see himself accurately. Because sure. you already knew you were a size 10 to 12, which, by the way, is um, fine. Yeah. First of all, smaller than the average woman. Right. That's That's one thing, right? Like, 
is it midsize? I don't know. There seems to be a debate raging online right now about who mm-hmm. is midsize. Um, mm-hmm. So however one, however you want to identify. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's clear to me that like this guy just has no business telling you thing one about your body and how it should look. Right. Right. So maybe tell, him, maybe tell him how he does look. <laughs> right. Um. Alternatively, yeah, just. Just say something um, akin to what Kristen already mentioned, which was, if I wanted your opinion, I would have asked for it. Right. Also, fuck that guy. And also, fuck that guy. <laughs> also, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, I would say just just be as mean as you can, you know? Yeah. On the way okay, out. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Again, like, if it feels if, safe, like, you know. Yeah, if it feels safe. That's the other thing, too, is, like, I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to encourage a woman to make a man angry. I am too. Yeah. But I but you know? based on the fact that these two had just slept together, I feel like um yeah. probably he this He deserves would be... a cunt punch. That's yeah. what he deserves. What an asshole. Yeah. Whew. All right. Thanking you. Next. Next. Sarah, next okay. one. Okay. So I'm 40 years old and I have never had a true serious relationship. I've never lived with a man or ever gotten close to an engagement. My one boyfriend that I did have, which was one and a half years and toxic, I sort of forced him into the relationship. He was resistant and I worked to make it happen, but obviously it didn't work. Other than that, I find that most men I'm attracted to are a challenge. I would say that I am attractive, maybe even above average with attractiveness. And not saying this to brag, but I am saying this as I do have a lot of men show interest in me. But as soon as a man shows interest... I tend to not be into him. It's as though I like the challenge. I'm in sales and I love the art of selling, especially when it's a difficult or challenging sale. So I see a pattern with me that the guys that I like never like me and I turn away guys that do. I look back to when I was in high school and college and there were so many attractive, awesome men that I knew liked me and I wanted nothing to do with them. But the impossible hot frat guy who wouldn't give me any attention... I would obsess over him and get heartbroken. So I'm continuing this into my 40s and wondering, what can I do to address this? That's that's a good one. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could have written it myself. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Yeah. So consider the possibility you don't actually want a relationship. Okay. Uh, Because I think in 2022, we're going to change... If he wanted to, he would. To, if I wanted to, I would. Statements only. Statements only, motherfuckers. (laughs) So, I think that if you really wanted a relationship, you could have one. Like you said, you forced it with the other guy. But ask yourself, why did you force it? Why did you feel a need to be in a relationship? Yeah. Because I really think... A lot of women are perfectly, perfectly fine not being in a relationship, but it's society and other women who make them feel damaged. For sure. That they're not. Yeah, for sure. That's one. Two, um, always going after unavailable people, avoid an attachment style, look into that. That's my, Those are my two answers. Okay. I mean, I thought that um, this person showed a good insight here when she said, like, her job is in sales and she likes a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that's there's definitely a parallel there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm seeing what you're seeing in terms of the mm-hmm. pattern. Um, I think that, well, a couple of things. I mean, I think, first of all, um, a lot of women end up seeing men or in relationships with men who, like, at first, they're not, like, absolutely head over heels about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they might they might not, like, be repelled by them, but just... The sight of them, it's not like Twilight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like the sight of them inflames your loins or whatever. <laughs> um, so again, like this is not to say like women are going out with ugly dudes. We're not, um, I'm not pushing the King of Queens approach to dating here at all. Right. But right. I am saying um, maybe it's not a, not all about looks and and also just maybe be a little more open-minded like i'm i'm gonna take your word for it that you're attractive um or even above average attractive Mm -hmm. um and i think maybe just start with like saying yes to more dates that you're willing to go on again like you don't Mm -hmm. have to be going out with bridge trolls here we don't need to get Mm -hmm. carried away but like right yeah if if you like a guy's personality and you don't find him repellent (laughs) maybe Mm -hmm. just give them a try because there's there's no harm in it right like you all get to go out share appetizers and drinks like maybe you were going to do that anyway right if it doesn't work out okay you had a nice night out you got practice for next time Mm -hmm. so yeah i think just maybe start going on dates and thinking of them as low stakes practice activities and i think if you do that enough like probably you'll start to like somebody because if you're giving people a chance, these character traits will peek through and outshine their looks and their presentation. Yeah. But you definitely need to ask yourself, why do you continue to pursue unavailable men? Absolutely. <laughs> like that's right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I think stop <clears throat> doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the con your, the conscious reason is I like a challenge. Mm-hmm. The subconscious reason is I'm, I have a fear of intimacy or I don't feel I'm worthy of love. Like obviously the the real, the real answer here is if you have access, if you can go to therapy and get to the root of this. Yeah. Really, really figure out why are you doing this? Right. You know, because I think there's always that that conscious motivation and then that subconscious motivation. I think so too. Uh, so, and also realize like that is the most common search term for my website. What is? Uh, I've never been in a relationship. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. absolutely. How do I tell them I've never been in a relationship? Interesting. Please don't feel like you're different or you're odd or there's something wrong with you. It's extremely common. Yeah. Way more common than you probably realize. Because I guarantee you, half the stories you hear online are completely are embellished. They're made up. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, like we've built up these expectations of ourselves from listening to other women online and, or, or just listening to other women. And there's, you know, there's that ingrained thing where we have to compete with each other. At least that's, that's how it was for me growing up. Maybe for you growing up, Sarah. Some of that. Yeah. Where, 
We always had, it was, it's like almost instinctive. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to limit it to like an age range because what I'm Mm -hmm. still seeing (laughs) is a lot of women competing with each other, but we're just not calling it that anymore. Right, right. Like we see a lot of comments like, oh, good, good for you. Couldn't be me. Or like some women just... You know, if you're willing to settle for that, like that's cool. But I'm just looking for more, like these, like backhanded. Yes, the virtue signaling, yeah. the passive aggression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just lot. right. How do we make other women feel like shit so we can feel better about our lives? Right. It's still very much prevalent, but like you said, you know, and and I think, I think that that's why there's such a. I think that's part of the reason why people love those Bravo, those Real Housewives. TV shows oh, yeah. it appeals to our basest instincts, <laughs> right? And it's a ju- it's a way to justify. It. It's like, oh, we can be t- catty bitches, yeah, because they deserve it, right? Because they're such assholes. Sure. They're so awful. It's okay if we're if we make fun of their appearance. It's okay if we slut shame them. No. It's okay if we just make you know just make fun of them in the cruelest kind of way because they're terrible people, right? Yeah. Well, and that's, just because they're on TV, that that makes them right. not real. I think, and yeah. they're not real. Yeah. Right, they're not. It's not like I'm going after real women. Right, that's what drives the success of those shows, and why Andy Cohen needs to be fucking burned at a stake. Wow, Andy Cohen is a piece of shit. We all know it. I mean, I don't, like, know, I don't know anything why. about him other than Ugh. he has an easy job, <laughs> very easy job. Yeah, thankfully, I think he's. I think he's starting to. I think his star is starting to fade, okay. as they say. That's, that's fine. Um, but that's yeah, that, that is what dri- that is what drives what just, it's what drives celebrity culture. It's what drives um, these Real Housewives. The, the re- it, it's what drives reality TV. Yeah, it is. So I mean, I understand how we got here, but to like kind of connect this back to the letter we just read, do you mm-hmm. think there's some something at play within this this letter writer that's like constantly striving for more? Maybe because she's afraid of how other women will perceive the men that she is dating, or whatever. Well, don't yeah, don't you think uh, all of us we want someone really hot that we can show off, right? Um, I mean, I ideally, yeah, it's great yeah, if you want, could get it. We, we, yeah, we like yeah. we like the idea of one upping other women. Right? I mean, I I maybe I don't know, I don't know. You don't like to admit that. Um. I think. I don't, I guess I just don't think I do that. Well, no, I don't think you do that. Okay. Well, so that's making me hard. That's making it hard for me to agree then, I guess. I mean, I definitely see a lot of, um, like I said, backhanded uh-huh. cattiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time empathizing, I guess. Not an empath. Yeah. <laughs> way to call him back way to call him back well so anyway um yeah i guess i'm just asking like are you maybe hesitant to um get into a relationship because you feel like everyone who's showing interest to you is like below your league mm-hmm. well yeah isn't that the main reason why women don't like to date short men i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna call it back to absolute snack harry goldenblatt here right 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 (laughs) i mean come on but really isn't that why women don't like to date short men i mean there's a lot of things that you know masculinity and that's tied to a man's height and 
Yeah, there's but, yeah, there's a lot of that. Right. But I think a lot of women think that if they date a short man, that means that they've somehow settled or that's quote unquote the best they could do. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Sure. And they care very much about what not what other men think, what other women think. Right. Yes. Right. So I don't know that that's what's going on with the letter writer. I think the letter writer either uh, doesn't really want a relationship because she's perfectly content on her own, mm-hmm. but feels driven. It's kind of like Nia Wallace in that, in the, in the, in the, just like that, where she's, she admits that she's going through IVF kind of because she feels she's supposed to. Yeah. That's right. really sad. Right. That she's supposed to want kids. Yeah. You know, we're so, you know, that's, I think that's why a lot of women date because we're supposed to want to be with somebody. Yeah. Because we, we're, if we're not with somebody, then we're, we're defective, we're damaged, whatever. We don't feel comfortable just saying, I don't feel like fucking doing this anymore. Right. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Men are stupid and I don't respect right. them. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't you think another um, part of this is like just purely existential? Like if you give up the quest, and then you're left with like, okay, well, this is what there is. This is what mm-hmm. life is. Mm-hmm. And you give up on that whole like, oh, a prince charming will complete me kind of thing. Well, then you are just mm-hmm. left with what you have. Most people aren't content with what they have. Yeah. It's, but- I mean, it's hard to be. So like, no, no criticism on that front. But you could have so much more. Right. You but know? I'm just saying, I, I feel like the... The quest is part of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Like, this is supposed to take up so much of my life. Right. This is supposed to be such a significant part of my life. What will I ever replace it with? Right. Write a fucking book. Write a book. <laughs> yeah. Travel the world. If you can. You know? <laughs> right? Like, start a charity. Yeah. Rescue animals. Like, there's so much that you're going to get that, that's going to provide you, believe it or not, with the same satisfaction even more Probably satisfaction <laughs> yeah and and i do i think a lot of women fear being alone i think so too like, right or or just like i said being being like where you are and taking stock of that yeah and that's and then the quest is over yeah and then you think well what, what am i gonna do with the rest of my life there's so much right. there's so much so many more better th- so many better things to do yeah It'll probably not drive you fucking crazy and make you want to punch yourself in the throat every other day. So to the letter writer therapy, if you can find out if you're intentionally subconsciously going after unavailable men because you don't actually want a relationship, consider that possibility. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah's dates for practice. Dates for practice. Who knows? You'll find your, you'll find your Harry Goldenblatt. I think so. Follow up. (laughs) Follow up, follow up. Uh, okay, Sarah, final thoughts. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> On the nope, show, overall, I think this was a good one. We had a lot of we had a lot of meaty questions this week. Good job, we sure everyone. Did. We appreciate. We sure you. did. We sure did. Um, and I'm glad that this is going to be a free one for everybody. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question, go to datologycoach.com, click submit a dating question, or you can send it to hello at datologycoach.com. Follow me on Instagram, the, T-H-E, Kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M, the Kristen M. Follow me on TikTok at Datology Coach. Make sure to follow my backup, the Datology Coach. Uh, Let's see what else. 
Fuck That Guy course. It's coming. Keep watching the site. Join the mailing list so that you can hear about it first. Uh, Master Online Dating Courses and the eGuy. Remember, January 1st is the most popular mm. day for online dating. Mm -hmm. Get your profile ready. Polish it. Get ready to get out there because that's when because people are making resolutions and they're they're saying they're going to get back out there and they're going to they're going to start dating again. Kristen, would you say because that we need to tone up our profiles? You and I. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know we we need to tone them up. Yeah, we need to tone up our profile. Mm -hmm. Um, got to be in it to win it, people. So get ready for that. Get the best the right or write the best dating. E guide, write the best dating profile e-guide and online course. Go to my website, datologycoach.com. Now, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash datologypod, and you get the weekly full-length episodes and one bonus episode per month. Uh, so that's four episodes plus the free episode that we, we record for the first, first episode each month. Substack datologycoach.substack.com. That's a completely separate uh, podcast episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get that and you get the columns. So subscribe to that. Substack.datologycoach. No, excuse me. Datologycoach.substack.com. And subscribe to that. So we put out about two episodes per week. Yeah. So subscribe and listen. And thank you for supporting us. Have a very happy new year. May 2022. Um, the year of fuck that you, guy. Be the year of fuck that guy and statements only. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Statements only. 2022. Let's do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.